This episode of the Golf Game Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast Network is presented to you by Cut. Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play their fantasy pick them for a chance to win 100 times your money in NBA, NHL, college basketball, and golf. Sign up today with promo code Golf SGPN to get a 100% deposit match and Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting research platform for ballets, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today and start making smarter bets. Good evening, everybody. It's uh, your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. We are on a rain delay. Uh, currently right now with the Cognizant, uh, but we're going to talk to you guys about the API and give our thoughts about the Cognizant as well. So, Steve? Yeah, I mean, listen, it wouldn't be a Sunday preview in 2024 without weather being the uh, big story ruining everything at this point. Nightmare. I know. Dude, so so I don't know. So the, we, had a, we had a really bad storm last night. Like, usually these thunderstorms in Florida are, like, in the summertime. My house was, like, fucking shaking, like, multiple times last night. It was like the loud, one of the loudest thunder lightning storms I've ever been through. Like, it was crazy. I was like, is there a fucking hurricane or tornado around the corner? What's happening? Why did the weatherman miss this? It was terrifying. What the hell is happening with the weather so far this year? I mean, you had like, I mean, big rainstorms everywhere. You had seven feet of snow falling in California with 190 miles right? plus, apparently. Yeah. Is, is this the end times? I mean, like, I think it might be the end times of the PGA Tour based on uh, this leaderboard. That leaderboard is disgusting. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm glad BK is, is in the chat here. I, I talked a lot with him on uh, Saturday. Is, is the PGA Tour just bad now? Yes, it's fucking bad. But, uh, but BK, I don't, know, I don't know if you want your followers to, to see you talk about global warning. Don't forget, you got to own the libs. Don't forget that shtick. The, uh, yeah, no, dude, dude, look at these leaderboards. They're bad. Like next week, what are we, we going to have? What was it? 59 guys in the field minimum? No, up 70. At least 70. Yeah. So bad. It's going to be so bad. I don't know. I mean, it's just some of the names dude, that the were top the top of the leaderboard. Are fucking gross. Yeah. Well, it's it, gross. It, 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 uh, through halfway of yesterday, I mean, at least now we got what? Like Jake Knapp is kind of making a run. Apparently, well, like he. Right. I, I I I need to eat crow on this one. Well, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna pause you right there. You want to talk about moving the goalpost on a fucking what a good leaderboard is, and now you're saying Jake yeah. Knapp is on a okay. good leaderboard because he's won once. All right, no, he, he does not qualify to make it a good leaderboard. <laughs> All right, Absolutely. Cam Young made a little bit of a run. He has Shane Lowry up there. Billy Horschel at least seems like he's doing okay. Like Keith Mitchell was at least a popular play, but like the bums on the top of the leaderboard yesterday. Like that resembles oh. something I probably would expect the Puerto Rico to be next week. Just Dude, it, was, it was it was slightly better than the fucking John Deere. It's not it's it's worse than the John Deere. I mean, you have David Skins, forty two year old David hey. Skins retread. Listen, you know I will get behind a story like that. The guy's fucking forty three years old. Like, come on, man, he won on the Corn Ferry. Like, I, I, that's a story I can get behind. He's not going to win, but at least it's a fun story. Oh. He's forty three. He's better than that. He's better than Jake Knapp, a twenty nine year old fucking country club rookie. Like I'd rather root for skins than Knapp. Ben Silverman, Tyson Alexander, Nico Shavaria, Martin Laird, getting Party Marty baby. Zach Johnson, T sixteen. Yeah, cooked. any tournament with Zach Johnson can shoot under par is 
completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Zach Johnson, after his fucking performance as the American fucking captain, should not be allowed to play on the PGA anymore. He should not be allowed to play. Based on his horrible decisions, his bad pest conferences, and everything else, Zach Johnson is... Oh, I, I. Well, I mean, listen, I'm making fun of a lot of the names at the top of the leader where I think this is just me lashing out because I put out another horrific betting card. Uh, you from, but listen, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, got, I got absolutely cleaned out this week. Um, I'm going to hit Sam Ryder positional. Cam Young, I don't trust to get it in, but he's got a couple of holes up. That's in, but other than that, though, came step up a little bit. I got all my outrights are basically dead by Friday because I got caught in the wrong wave. Um, apparently, the wind just decided to stop blowing around one o'clock on Friday, uh, and everybody who was in the AMPM side really benefited. That was that was really great. Um, <laughs> most of my positionals were dead. I got blanked on live. Uh, that live on live. We both went over. And to be you fair, know, I blame you a hundred percent. Oh, you! Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I, I started looking around about whoever else was picking on Live, and I noticed there was a lot of the same picks I made. I'm like, oh, this is not going to go. But you like next week's course. You like Hong Kong. I do. Let's save it for Tuesday. Uh, it's uh, just to, to give everybody a heads up. It is. It's a 6,700 yard golf course, but. It's got some character to it. It's it's a good golf course. I'm. It's got a lot of history to it. So it's really old. Yeah. I'm looking forward to talking about it with you guys and showing you a couple of cool. Holes so it's it. it's it's short with characters like me and BK. Yeah, it's 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 not one either that you're going to be able to just hit driver everywhere to. It's definitely more positional. It's going to be a lot of wedges. It's going to be got. They're going to hit get a lot of birdies. Yeah, but it's not like driver wedge. It's going to be. A little more positional, but we'll get to that on Tuesday. All right. right. So right now uh, at the Cognizant, you have uh, Austin Eckroat, who our crack producer somehow bet this week. Uh, He is at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, You got Eric Van Royen, who had a great round today. I don't know. That's it. It's. I I don't think it's definitely not going to stand. But can I? Can I? Can I make a statement that his mustache isn't so stupid anymore? I don't hate him as much. It was legit. Like when he, when I was listening to him talk, I'm like, oh, this guy's okay. And it's because he didn't have the stupid fucking twirly Monopoly guy mustache. Okay. You still like him with the, is it okay with the joggers though? Yeah, the, the joggers, whatever. Listen, I'm just old. So I guess if joggers are cool, they're fine. Like, I don't know. Fashion is fashion. You know what I was annoyed of the most with EVR charged up the leaderboard? Because I bet that him last year at PJ National. I know. I and know. he, like, I think he finished DFL. And I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm never going to bet EF, EVR again here. And <laughs> yeah. And like, I always had that little earworm, you in my brain about saying, like, you know, anytime there's water, water don't bet EVR. So, uh, yes. BK, no, he's not. Cam is better than us no, right he's now. He's, uh, no, he's not. He's a little rough patch. He's fine. I'm fine. He's fine too. Jesus, he's like uh, to R.I.P. Richard Lewis. Like, like Steve is like the betting Richard Lewis. Like, okay. nothing's ever good enough. Dresses in all black. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am my own self critic. All right, so we got the Libra right now. You got Eckert out in front. Shane Lowry doing his Shane Lowry thing on Sunday. Just can't really hit a Stinking. Um, let's see. You got Kevin Yu a little bit in the mix. Martin Lair's got a lot of holes. David Skins uh, promptly ejected. Maybe this pause might actually be good for him now that he kind of got all the bad shots out of the way. Maybe the pressure will be off and kind of make a charge tomorrow. I guess uh, who he got winning this thing tomorrow? 
It's not Ekrat. Say that. No, it's not him. It's not. not. Are you just no. doing that uh, to not mush our producer? Because you can't. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to mush Cam. I don't want to mush him. Okay. As much as he's a fucking mush, I don't want to mush him. All right. I'm polite like that. I don't know. Jesus Christ. I mean, fucking who's winning off of this board? Jesus. So, yeah. So, right now in DraftKings, you got Ekro's minus 165. Shane Lowry's four to one. Jake Knapp's got a couple holes left. He's 16 to one. They got EVR at 16, but that's probably not going to do it. Uh, Kevin Yu at 20. Minwoo Lee at 25. David Skins at 30. Norn at 35. I mean, it's probably. If you want to take a real long shot, so Kevin used through the tough part of the front nine there. He missed yeah. a couple short putts early in the round. And he's got nine, which has been kind of easy. Ten, obviously, the birdie hole. You know. He's got 123 left, too. He's in the fairway with 123 left on, on nine. Yeah, and he remember he got hot at Amex with a bunch of birdies down the stretch? Yeah. And it's it's it, the wind's not gonna be that all that bad tomorrow. It's gonna be soft again. Maybe he can make a little run on you know. What's the, the guy who there. won Puerto Rico? What's his odds at? Echevarria? Yeah. Uh he's weight uh, six uh six hundred to one. Six hundred? Yeah. That seems silly. I mean he's got five he's got left. yeah, five holes left. It's the toughest part of the golf course. Dude, listen, there's double what bogeys awaiting Ekrod. There's double bogeys awaiting him. Okay. All right. All right. Well, those are official picks. Uh, fade them because we're ice cold. So why don't we uh, take our first break? And then we got a couple other things to debrief about before we get to uh, API. Debrief, sir. I'm out of the military and fight about it. There's no more debriefings. No more debriefings. All right. Anyway, cut the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. The player-to-player social betting is a new and better way to bet Bet directly against friends and other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes, plus tons of fun features that give it the feel of a, of a betting social network. Cut offers lower, big, and fully customizable odds. You can create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things, so you never got to chase down anybody for money. Social features, group chats, betting leaderboards, head to history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. Plus, you get cash back every time you bet against your friends or other users. So, uh, I mean, look, you guys could have put it out. Nikki Haley uh, beat Donald Trump tonight in uh, in Washington, D.C. I'm pretty sure that would have been fucking plus money. Uh, you could have put that bet out there and uh, saw what MAGA guy would have wanted to take it. So, listen, download Cut today in the app store or over at Cut.com. That's K-U-T-T dot com. And use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And don't forget about Underdog Fantasy. They left Florida, but if they're in your state, they're the fucking best place to place money. It's the easiest place to do and play fantasy sports. Man, it's the fastest growing app in the industry. They got a pick em game where you go higher or lower stat uh, total for the week's game for a chance to win big. You can win 100 times your money in a single night. All you got to do is pick between two and five players to build your pick em entry. And plus, uh, my favorite, you can always do the rivals pick, which you pick two players against each other and which one will got more yards, who's got more birdies, who's going to hit more greens. Listen, it's a it's a great it's a great site and a great app. Very sad that Governor DeSantis uh, is a jerk off uh, and he does not allow underdog here. Uh, so listen, sign up today with promo code SGPN and get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred bucks, as well as an instant pick them special. Visit underdogfantasy.com and find in them in the app store. And don't forget to register with the promo code Golf SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred bucks, as well as an instant pick them special. You must be eighteen plus and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call one 4700 or visit ncpgambling.org. Okay. All right. 
Capper, I got to ask you a question. Can I pronounce whose name's right? Who's BK? Whose name right? Ekrod? No, I cannot. It's been a running joke. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> I think even I don't say it right either because I've just been hearing you say yeah, it I, wrong for years. Yeah, I fuck you up with it. Ekrod, Ekrat. Who cares? Stinks. Okay. okay. All right. Well, th- speaking of everything, speaking of people who stink, well, actually, no, not, not people who stink. Um, so let's talk about the Masters right now. And we're going to the Masters. We are going to the Masters. Is that what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about that because I would like to talk about that. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about that. No, we're not. No, we're not going to talk about that. What I want to talk about, though, is so for the last couple of masters, you know, we've been kind of sitting in like March or so. and We've had like a bunch of like established players like playing yeah. really good. And then they have winning the masters. So, you know, going back to the fall masters, DJ was just the best player in the world at that point. Doing insane. great. And he ended up winning. Um, 2022, Scotty Scheffler was winning a whole bunch of stuff. We didn't think, uh, you know, he could just go in the gas and he just won it by a billion uh, and then Rob. Rob was the best player last year in the winter. Won Genesis, won Amex, won Kapalua, playing the best, and he ended up winning the Masters. So I get all right. So we sit here right now with a little over a month to the Masters. We still got the, the floor to swing, but after yeah. after the players, it's going to be garbage tournaments until Augusta. Like we don't yeah. have match play anymore. So really, we're getting down to kind of crunch time about like who can kind of establish themselves as like the like best player going to Augusta, and maybe that's the guy. I guess who? What are some? I guess who are some guys at the top of your head right now that would be? I guess the best player in professional golf at this point. Oh, the best player in professional golf. That's a like who? Like who's like who's playing the best? Shit, I mean, I don't even know. Like. It's it like it's so up and down on the PGA, and you only know so much about fucking live. No masters, they still live. Bangkok. It's live. It's live Hong Kong, uh, BK, not Bangkok. Yeah, he he just likes the Bangkok. So um, <laughs> there it is, dude. <laughs> right. I got one eye roll. The uh, I don't know, man. It's tough to see, right? So like you already kind of teased me a little bit that like Cam Smith's gonna do well at this course, and I had that Cam Smith ticket against Scotty, so that makes me feel a little well, but. I mean, dude, it's it's tough to pin who's playing well and who's not. Like, do I have faith in Xander to win? No. Can't wait to win? No. Maybe Decky? You know, let's see what he does. Unless, you know what I mean? Like, he won a couple years ago. Dude, it's... I don't know, man. Like, it, the way... <laughs> dude, the way these leaderboards are, these tournaments are, it's it's just tough to, like, get a get our rhythm. Do you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. I don't know really what's happening over on live. Like I've watched some of it, but I don't know really what's going on. Joaquin Neiman seems like he is fucking on fire, right? Like I've, yeah. I've seen his That swing looks as sweet as ever, baby. It really does. <laughs> like, Ooh, baby. Like, well, well, that's, well, that's the guy. I think you probably can point to going back all the way to like last fall. Of just kind of playing the best golf right now, so he's won. Tw- he's won now three times oh, uh, yeah. since last since Thanksgiving. Uh, he has a fifth of the PGA Championship uh, in Australia, fourth of the Hero Dubai, uh, third last week in Oman. I mean, I, these are garbage fields, but just right. watching like, the guy play and hitting the ball baby. right now, <sighs> man, he is really the ball striking was really good. There was one drive he had today. Um, and it was on, I think 15, it was that hard dog, like left yeah. where you really got hit like a hard hook, 
he hit this low stinger, almost like a, it looks like the duck hook that JT hit at the players in 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just right around the corner there, effortless. Um, the way he's driving it right now, the way his long irons are right now, I mean, he is just he's playing awesome. Like I that that to me, I think he's been playing the best golf of anybody in the world. This way, and I understand this is like. He's playing live. It's, people think it's terrible. He's playing all these Asian tour events, but just watching him play right now. Like, it's the eye test. Yeah. It's it, eye test. So I said this, I said this to somebody who had no care to, for me to text it to him. I texted, I was like, Joaquin Neiman's swing looks like Manny Ramirez's like in the heyday. The most pure, beautiful baseball swing I've ever seen in my life from a right-handed batter is Manny Ramirez. It's not like Ken Griffey, lefty, best one ever. I've seen with my own eyes and Neiman's swing is so fucking sexy like it is I don't even know how to like it's it makes you want to just unload money on them it's insane yeah I mean you always talk about with guys who hit it right to left at Augusta can do very well I mean that's kind of been disproven because DJ and Rom and Shuffler has been winning but you know you get that low duck hook around the corner at 13 mm. there that plays pretty good. But like as far as the PJ Tour, you're right. Like it's just kind of a mess right now. Like Rory was he made a little run today, but he was out of it. He was pretty blah with the weekend. He that do you see him play 16 yesterday? Yeah. Horrible. 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 Fan in a, an iron like that. Yeah. He he I, hasn't been the, I liked him yeah. out of the water. That That's was more true. funny. He hasn't been playing all that great <laughs> since he came back from the Middle East. Scotty's ball striking has been really good, but the putter just Trash. Listen, I, I'm not betting Scotty until uh, listen. The, the wiki burns me. Is the wiki burns me. Let me ask you this though about Rory. So it's, it's definitely been mentioned, and we've definitely noticed it, right? So he's definitely changed his schedule and routine prior to the Masters. I wonder yeah. if this is going to be a good thing for him. I do wonder that. Well, all right. So th- I'm just trying to think. Sometimes he did play the Valero for the Masters. Right. Sometimes it took off. I mean, it's it's weird this year because after the players, some some guys might take like three weeks off. Exactly. It's it's Houston, it's Valero, and there and Valspar between the players and the Masters, like three events. I feel like, I feel like Valspar always like, gets a good gets a good crowd. Valspar usually gets a good crowd. It'll get like Spieth. It'll get the English guys. It'll get. He used to get DJ every single year, but he doesn't play anymore. It'll get, it'll get Burns. Like it might get. All right, so fine. They'll play Valspar, and then they won't play for like two weeks after. But Valspar so. used to be. They used to try to set it up. Not try to set it up, but at least make it somewhat like what the conditions were going to be at the Masters, almost like a good prep, right? I think you're thinking about Valero with the overstays. Oh, Valero. That's what I'm thinking of. Yep. Yeah. I mean, kind of. And they even stopped that last year. Like it wasn't anything like it. No, they no. It still was overseeded last year, but regardless, I, I guess it just we're in kind of a weird place with golf right now, where you're trying to think of guys who are kind of peaking for the Masters right now. And honestly, I can't really think of a whole lot, especially with the top players. Like it, it just seems like something is wrong, kind of with everybody, especially over on the PGA Tour right now. Like there's there's just something wrong with everybody, except for Jake Knapp. Apparently, apparently he's just the best player <laughs> on earth now, and I. I Listen, the way he said his iron's really good. I, I'm finally ready to just concede that. Like the eye test with him, it seems like everything's going to 10 feet with that guy. I'm not sure what the hell he did. I'm not sure what 
hypnotist or steroid or what that, you know, or maybe he's working at Bob Rotella now. Who the hell knows? But whatever he's doing with the ball striking, like, like this guy literally did nothing his entire career. He's not 23. He's going to be 30 next month. And he's playing like lights out golf. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. Listen, sometimes it just is what it is, man. People get on a heater. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Ricky went on a heater and was relevant for 15 years while he sucked balls at golf. Wow. Yeah. Because he, he rides dirt bikes. Yeah. And he has this cool orange suits. Yes. Yeah. Like, it, it was just, like, yeah, got the, the contrast of orange between the uh, deep green uh, at PJ National today, which was the greenest oh, yeah. I've ever seen it play. By yeah, the way, it was just, absolutely. It looked like TBC Sawgrass out there. Yeah, um, it was wild. Yeah, it was. All right. Um, I, I was going to talk about the hysteria around the setup, but I don't know if I really feel like going into it anymore. Who cares? Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. If you want to, fine. Like, no, it is. I, I, this is all I'm going to say. In 2024, if you give guys a golf course underneath 7,200 yards that's soft with no wind. With greens that aren't all that interesting, it's going to be target practice, guys. And I'm sorry it didn't play exactly how you wanted to. It did the following day when it got wind, which is really yeah. how you're really going to challenge these guys now. And it's not really because of how they set it up. It's because the weather hasn't been cooperating down there. And it's soft. And these guys play equipment that is just so good right now that it's hard for them to miss hit stuff. And if you want them to struggle a little more, maybe you should start demanding them playing different equipment that makes them struggle a little more. That's all I'm going to say. That also makes me feel even worse about my own golf game. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, listen, the equipment makes up for so much. Yeah. I mean, like, it it like to, but I'm still so bad. Well, it used to be with these guys where they're like, if you hit it off center, like it would go like wildly in different directions. Oh, I know. And now, no, like, I know. If you I hit know. off the heel, hit off the toe, like it's still going to go relatively the first straight. Cut. Yeah, yeah, and like if it's a soft green with no wind, it's an eight iron for these guys over the water now into a big green. Like, what do you guys really expect at this point? So, yeah. All right. That's all yeah, I'm going to no, say. I get it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I get it. So, all right. Why don't we take another break and then let's finally get into uh, talking about Bay Hill. API, baby. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Listen, Hall of Fame bets. You got to win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform parlays player props and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with scroll stats and data. And to any parlay idea, into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as the effective probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which ones got value. So stop betting the doc and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to grab more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit agentwithbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Don't forget to go check out our YouTube. Go subscribe over there so you can see Steve roll his eyes when I make uh, offhand comments and, uh, and me roll my eyes when he starts uh, getting really in the minutiae about uh, a certain type of grass. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's how I tell you, hey, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Let's keep things on the rail, okay? Instead of me blowing up at you uh, on there like I did one time. So... <laughs> You know how many messages I got after the fact? Like, hey, are you guys okay? I'm like, yeah, I know, it's so funny. Yeah, we're, we're fine. fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're just like an old married couple. Yeah, that's it. All right, <laughs> let's pull up the Google Earth. Now, now you sent me the weather, so you sent me the weather, and it looks fucking benign as hell already this week. 
Yes. Well, okay. I was going to get to the All right, fine. Why don't we talk about the weather right now? Because that was a huge thing last week that yeah. really affected the golf course, and it didn't play how, pe- how people wanted to play. I'm just going to warn everybody right now. It's going to rain all week, and on Thursday, it's not going to be a whole lot of wind. Like, if guys are going low on Thursday, just understand that this is what's going to happen. Now, this is a longer golf course where if you are spraying it, there's a little bit of, there's a lot of rough where you have a lot of pro shots, but soft fairway, soft greens, a couple of guys are going to get hot. Like it, it, it might end up not playing exactly how you want it to. Yeah. I would just trust patience because the wind is going to come over the weekend. Okay. Yeah. And actually I was, I was looking back and in 2021 with a similar setup, by the way, the year Bryson won, the average score on Saturday was one under par. And then the wind kicked up on Sunday and it played plus three and a half. Things can change very quickly at this golf course, especially when there's wind. And usually when it's firm and unfortunately, we're probably not going to get that. But maybe the wind can dry it out a little bit over the weekend and get a little firm. But regardless, this is it's it's been it's been super fucking wet in Florida. I know. Well, yeah, it's it's because of apparently the El Nino effect. It's not. All I think of is Chris Farley. I was going to say, yeah, you want to blame anybody for the, the setups? Blame Chris Farley for it's wrecking havoc. Well, All you young cats, he's one of the best comedians ever. Go watch Tommy Boy. He's, if you don't know who Chris Farley is, just stop subscribing to this podcast. How's that? Well, one other effect of the El Nino, too, is it's been really cloudy. Like the GCSAA had a little nugget that it's been the cloudiest it's been since the 40s, and they can't grow grass properly in that way. Listen, man. Listen, I, listen. I'll, I'll tell you what. I have been talking to people down here, all from the Northeast, like I am, and it has been the grayest fucking winter that I've had in Florida. And I'm like, this is this is not why I moved here. This reminds me of the Northeast. It's been fucking gray. It makes me depressed. That's why I fucking wanted to leave the Northeast. It was cold, gray, and fucking miserable. And it's been cold, gray, and miserable down here, and spitting rain or huge random Florida thunderstorms. On fucking March second, like it's insane. Like it should that that was a July storm that came through last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's actually part of the reason why the rough is only two inches at PJ National because they can't grow it. No, it's been, you need sun. Yeah, no, there's, no there's, there's been no sun. It's weird. I hate it. You need sun to grow grass, guys. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> you need sun to make Capper not depressed. All right. Well, anyways, all right. All right let's that's go. Let's point. let's get to this this golf course that I like a little more than PJ National. Uh, oh, so, you, well, you hate that? PJ National, so you hate PJ National. I just, I just, I don't find it as good as what I you hate say it. it. It's is. fine, just fine. It's fine. Say it. It's say it with your chest. You hate it. You know, it, it gave me a little bit of delight that people were just crapping on it for the first couple of days. I'm like, yeah, all right, now, now you know what yeah. I'm talking. About. You are so happy. You are so happy. The text <laughs> I got from you was just the 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 smirking smarmy Steve like I told you motherfuckers this course sucked. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Bay Hill. So this didn't used to be a golf course. Uh this used to be an orange farm, a citrus farm owned by Dr. P. Phillips. And unfortunately for Dr. P. Phillips, uh this was a big bust. Uh it, he could not grow a lot of oranges here. So uh, what do you do with a lot of land that doesn't make a whole lot of money? You turn to a golf course that also doesn't make a whole lot of money. You sold yeah. it to a bunch of businessmen uh, from, I believe, Nashville. And they hired Dick Wilson uh, to be the original architect of the golf course. It was actually the first golf course uh, sodded with Tiffway Bermuda, which is a little more of a cold-tolerant 
Bermuda. Yeah. You know, it was, it was actually kind of revolutionary at the time. Uh, they was able to uh, sod the golf course with this type of grass. So, I mean, it hosted a couple professional tournaments. Um, Arnold Palmer, though, started coming to Bay Hill in 1965, and he just fell in love with the place. And he was so enamored at the golf course uh, that in 1970, he leased it from the current the golf owners. And in 1975, he actually purchased it outright. And then in 1979, he actually negotiated with the PJ Tour to uh, bring an official event uh, to there. So it's undergone a couple renovations through the years. The most recent one was, was done by Mr. Palmer uh, in 2009. And I mean, look, like, so what I will say about this golf course is, you know, whenever I watch it, I just think how unfriendly it is for amateurs to play this thing. But I, I'm going to zoom in the first green. So this satellite right here is actually how it normally is for everybody else. It's actually kind of a fairly wide fairway right here. But if I actually go back and look at it for when it's set up for API, yeah. uh, a couple more, they bring in the rough a little bit. They bring the rough about like six to eight yards, which actually is kind of significant, not like the two to three that it was brought in, you know, last week. But most, you know, and I drew like little lines here, you know, the rough is actually brought up a lot or brought in a lot for Bay Hill. So that is a big difference when normal people play it because you can go out and play it for a large sum of money. Um, it is a little wider, a little more generous. It's still insanely difficult because there's a lot of really hard approach shots and tee shots that I'm going to get into right here. Uh, but it doesn't quite play quite as tough as it was for the pros, but they really do amp up the difficulty for API. So, you know, this course plays best when there's a north wind. And I'll get into you know some of the reasons why, but you know, start off with number two here, a long par three, two hundred thirty-one yards right into the wind, and that's actually a theme with a lot of the, all the par threes. I think they're all over two hundred yards. So when we go to look at the proximity chart distribution in, in a little bit, yeah. it's gonna be heavily skewed towards over two hundred. Big reason why is because all the par threes, they're all really long approach shots. So you know that's something a skill to really target this week. A lot of guys won here really is over two hundred. Can I ask you something though? Is there skill with like the two hundred yard pot threes? Everybody should just be trying to stick it to the middle of two pot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, uh, okay. Well, you could say that a guy with faster club head speed isn't hitting as like has a little more lofted club than a guy who's a little shorter. So they're able to maybe bring up a little higher ball flight into the green and maybe hold it a little more, especially when these greens are firm. Fine. All right. And Dirk McGirt, damn Irish, sir. You can fuck straight off. We don't. We don't. Okay. We don't uh, count Monahan. All right. Monahan is definitely not Irish. All right. Now, one of the things I don't like about this golf course, and I, I try not to do this anymore, give my opinion. There is a lot of redundancy to it. Time out. When do you not give your opinion about a golf course? I'm gonna. I'm throwing the red flag. So yeah, no. I've actually, I've actually tried for the last year or so to not give as much opinion about architecture because mm -hmm. I know you guys just don't mm -hmm. give a shit about it. Unless it's something mm -hmm. really egregious and kind of funny. Mm -hmm. But I, I really try and tone it down. Um, okay. That's okay. The, okay. Well, one of the things about this Maury golf course... said though, that was a lie. Go ahead. Okay. But keep going. All right. All right. One of the things about this golf course is there is a, a little bit of redundancy as far as the design holes. So let's go yeah. to this. Number three here. Really tough hole. Uh, you have water all the way to the left. It's a 
hard dog leg left. If you, if the fairways are really firm, it's going to run through into a bunker right here. The There's bunker. just no room. There's just no You're room, dead. and you have to hit driver here. So because if not, well, you go well, out of the water. Well, no, you get three wood, but then you go out of the water, and there's yeah. bunkers around the green. Right. Yeah. And a three wood, you can easily hook that. And yeah. there's water hazard all the way down. Yep. Just, just a tough hole. Even if it's only 434, really demanding. And then the next hole, uh, it's not a long par five, but you know the fairway really bottlenecks down here. It's protected by two bunkers. There's also a ditch down here, too. Again, another tough driving hole with a lot of thick rough. Uh, and then a longer approach shot with, you know, one of the things they've actually done, too, they've eliminated a lot of rough around the green here. So there's actually a lot of runoff areas. So that's actually one one thing I admire about this golf course, even if I don't really love it all that much, is their tournament setups, they really are trying to make it tough for these guys. So I do admire what they've done. And one of the things they've done is they've created a lot of runoffs around the green, you know, some tight lies, which can be a little bit of a nuisance to everybody. But I want you to bookmark that. I want you to bookmark this hole and this hole. Because we might be the bookmarker. Yeah, just bookmark it what they look like. Might be seen a little yeah. later. All right, let's swing back around here. Number six. This is the hole that everybody knows about. This is the one that Bryson, Bryson, carried. Yeah, Bryson carried it over the water. Meanwhile, he fucked himself by doing that. I don't even know if he birdied that hole once. I, th- I think he actually parted. <laughs> All right, so, so I think he ended up over here. Uh, every time. So, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he ever yeah, birdied so that it, fucking hole. Yeah. So like, so he, so this is he had the wind at his back. It's a. 320 yard carry over water, which is insane. God, and have run out to about 365. So the thing is, though, I think he ended up Dead. dumping it like down here. <laughs> no, no, he still got par. Did he make it over the green? Like, I remember being to the right. Like, did he make it to the left? No, he, no, he, he was like over, he was like over here. And then I think he had a, yeah, then he, I remember ledge. he stuck it in the bunker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I think he got to like 12 feet and I think he missed the putt. That's when Justin no. Rose was like, my back hurts. I'm going home. God, you were so scarred by that. Justin Rose, where, fuck you. Where did he hurt you? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight here, you know, like a 460-yard par four. But again, like really awkward. Got a bunch of trees down here. I think there's a little, some mounds over here. Another bunker. Really narrow area here. Guys are kind of laying up here. But... You know, you got a water hazard here. You got to carry over, especially the pin is tucked to the left here. If you're in the rough, that makes it really tough because there's really like nowhere to bail out. If you're in the rough. You kind of just trying to get in one of these bunkers, get up and down. You know, there's a tough hole like that. Let's zoom over to number 11, though. I love this hole. So we have another. You love this hole. Well, I, I know why, because you just saw this hole. You have a dog leg left with water all the way down, protected by a bunker. And then number 12, the par five, kind of a serpentine par five straight ahead, kind of dog legs in the middle here. Where did we just see that? Oh. Are you oh, insulting all saw that. Palmer, sir? We just saw that Are right insulting? here. Are you insulting I, I'm insulting, Are you insulting, I'm insulting some of his design redundancy. That's all I'm going to say. But you know better. You know golf better than Arnold Palmer. Don't take me out of context. Don't take me out of context. I'm just saying that you see the whole same hole twice. Next on SGPN News, Steve Shermer thinks he knows golf better than Arnold Palmer. We have the interview. Have you you seen my betting cards? I clearly don't know anything about golf. 
So. All right, let's zoom to the last closing stretch of holds because this is actually a really entertaining stretch of holds. Oh, this is it's not the best. Way better than the yeah. fucking bear trap. Way better. Oh, it, this golf course, this tournament is way better than the, when the. Yeah, yeah, the, but I'm saying the, the closing set of holds, like everybody talks about the bear trap being awesome. Dude, this closing set of holds is way better. Kitty it's, it's, it's really, stuck in my yeah. ass so hard with that fucking 90 foot putt. Ugh. Okay. What an asshole. Th- th- this stretch of holes is really great. So this is just an objectively kind of a bad hole. This is the hole that no one can hit the fairway. <laughs> so yeah. guy, and guys have tried literally everything here. So the tee box is across the road and you're hitting over hedges. Guys try and cut the corner and it just, it's really hard to cut the corner here. It's like 325 to like try and make it here. And you have no room. The ball's just going to run through when it's really firm. Run. Yeah, it's you can wet, try. So maybe it'll, maybe it'll, maybe it'll stick this year. Well, that's true. I'm just talking about like historically. You oh, can no, try no. and hit it just a three wood, but it usually just runs through the fairway anyways. You have out of bounds all the way to the right here. It just it's just a really tough hole, tough driving hole, and there's not a whole lot of opportunity if you're in the rough here to bounce it to the green. You got to really kind of carry it, you know, over the bunkers here and kind of let it, you know, funnel up to the back if it, if the pins to the back. Tuffle, 16, the par 5 here. If you don't hit the fairway, you cannot go for the green in two because of the water hazard up front. And it's just really narrow. You got to hit a squeeze fade between the bunkers. If you're in the rough, it is an automatic layup. If you're in the bunker, I mean, if you're in this right bunker, you You still have to lay up. It's probably a layup. I mean, you might see guys try and blast it. to the back bunker if they have the wind their back. Oh, this is a grandstand back there. Mm-hmm. Let's just hit it straight to the fucking grandstand. Love That's that true. rule. Meanwhile, meanwhile, you're on a fucking uh, you're on a giant route, fucking because uh, you hit it a little left in the pine straw. You gotta play that one. But the asshole who had no fucking care and hit it thirty yards farther than he should have gets fucking relief. and gets a chip it to a birdie. Way to go, PJ. <laughs> okay. Asshole. All right. Now, 17, 18, th- this stretch of holes plays really good if it's a north wind. I mean, this try hitting a 221 yard shot over water into a stiff north wind. Good luck. No. Yeah, good I luck. Know. Good luck. And this is also a I'm really my tilting hole. fucking praying. This is also a really tilting hole, too, because they screw up the, sh- the, the, uh, the, they screw up the shot link all the time by, they I still say do. it's in this bunker here, but it's actually in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Now, now, one other thing too, we'll talk about it a little bit with the around the green stuff. These bunkers are horrible. They, these oh, guys, man. I think there's just too much sand in them. I've never seen so many balls just plug. So let me let, let me t- let me tell you why. So this this I don't even know if this is right, but so from playing in different spots and living down here, I feel like just the humidity of Florida, like. The sand gets heavier, right? It gets wet. Like no matter what you do, that sand in the bunker is fucking wet. You can rake it at 7 a.m. Those guys at 930, it's still kind of heavy and wet. And so the longer you go, I'm, I'm like, I really think that's it. Like it's just so fucking humid down here. Even when it's cold, it's humid. Like just humid all the time. You can feel it in the air. I feel like that's it. I feel like that's what makes it heavy. It could be. I mean, remember the one that uh, Gary Woodland plugged like right here? Yeah, I do. I had money on Gary Willing. Yes, of course I do. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? No, I didn't do that on purpose. That's just that's one that just really stands out to me. It's just like, man, oh, like yeah. these, mm-hmm. these punkers mm-hmm. just really beat up these guys. 
But yeah, hitting a, a long shot over water with bunkers everywhere into a firm green in a north wind, like good luck. And then 18, one of the toughest closing holes, probably wow. in almost Beautiful. all of golf. Fucking love it. So again, a really narrow landing area here. If you're in the rough, you have to contend with carrying yeah. it over the water. Yeah. That's not going to go well. There's also like no room to like kind of oh. bounce the ball up. How many balls roll off? Really I'm pointing to the screen like people can see me. How many balls roll off from the on the right side of the green right there? Like when they're trying to get there and they just roll right in, right towards the bottom of the green. It's a beautiful thing. No, mm -hmm. no, no. Yeah. Father down. Oh, here? Right there. Yes. Love that spot. When they hit it, it's like, oh, is it going to hold? Is it going to hold? No, it never holds. So you're dead. Yeah. I mean, it's a really tough green to tilt hard from left to right here. Um, again, like if you're in the rough, especially on the right here, you're basically bailing out this way and trying to get up oh. and down, which is a really tricky up and down. It's you catch look, a fire. And you're dead. Yeah, if you're in one of the bunkers, like you're basically above. Like I think these bunkers are technically like above the green too. Oh, way above the green. Oh, I, I bet you they're like fucking ten feet above. <laughs> yeah, look, look, there's a lot of really bad design elements about this golf course. But if I just want circus car crash like golf and seeing these guys really fluster, this is probably the most entertaining tournament of. of the Bay Hill is the best. Bay Hill is it, the best. It, as far as the tournament goes, just seeing these like it, it is. Like if you're in a greenside bunker, like you are not getting remotely close to the pin. Like it's going like <laughs> no. 15, 20 feet. And, and you're going like this. Pissed. Yeah. But you're not going, don't go in the water. Don't go in the water. Yeah. There, there's a lot of really good memories down the stretch. A lot of memorable moments because it just, it's, it's so bad. It's good. That's my official take yeah. about it. It's like, it's the Jersey shore of golf Courses. Just it's it's not a great show, but you just it's just so good to watch. And well, how about the Long Island of New York? Uh, <laughs> fine, <laughs> fine, okay. All right, that's the Long Island have... trip. That's part of New York. I know. Sorry, BK. All right, is that? <laughs> do we have an app break, or can, can we just keep rolling? No, keep going. Okay. All right. Already paid the bills. Okay. Let's go with. UCSA. Okay. Oh, let's All zoom right. out a little bit. Okay. Let's just start going over the general golf course facts. So this is a par 72. There are four par fives. It is uh, two of the par fives are basically the exact same. Uh, one of them is the crazy one around the water, which again, like for people that are not Bryson, I know we always focus on that, but the yeah. carry over that water. And if you put it a little too far left, it's just, it's yeah. yeah. And then yeah. it's, it's re-T, by the way. You're hitting... Yeah, 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 you're not crossing land. You're not crossing yeah. land. You are re -teeing. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, if you if you blast it way right so you're behind a tree or in a bunker, that's an automatic layup. Just just a hard right. hole. Can I, Steve, let me, let, me, let me stop you for a second. All right, so yeah. when you're playing... Let's say me and you were playing for money, and, uh, and we're playing on a Florida course, so there's water everywhere. Okay. Do you make the guy re-T? If... It might have crossed land, maybe, but probably fucking not. Are you just going to go let him drop where it fucking went in the goddamn water? How much money are we playing for? I don't know. Fucking who cares? It doesn't matter. It's about, it's about the principle. Because it's you, I probably would let you drop by the water. I don't like that answer. What the hell does that mean? Because it's <laughs> me. Because like you're a friend. Special treatment? No, you're a friend. <laughs> 
Who are you going with that's not your friend? <laughs> I don't know. Who's the opponent? Like how much money? Hours, somebody who's, like, who's the opponent? How much money are you playing yeah. for? All right. All right. All right. Let's get back to lots it. of lots of variables. Apparently, was the all, right. all right. This golf course is the long golf course, uh, just under seventy five hundred yards. Green stint meter only twelve. I, I think that might start at 12, but I know watching this thing over the years, when those greens dry out and get windy, so they fast. are lightning fast. I think there's no way it's 12. No. no and what, what I noticed too is they let the golf course just go to hell during the they week, do. which I love. Just th- those greens are just gray by the end of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't That's think we're going to get that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going <laughs> to get that this year because it's going to rain. All during the week, and it's going to rain again on Listen, Friday. Man, I didn't know I was just going to have like the storm of the century roll through my house last night. They said it was going to be fucking 70 and sunny. It was 58 and rain. Like, you can't trust Florida weather. Man. They, they're, first of all, the laziest pieces of shit in the entire world. They're like, 98 and sunny, 75 and sunny. It's fine. They're like, oh, shit, it was rain. Just kidding. I was sorry. All right. Regardless, the, the, regardless, the area's gotten a lot of rain over the last like two months or so. It's a pretty waterlogged golf Not course. Yeah. So it's going to be very green. Uh, on your television screen. And I, I have a hard time imagining how firm it's going to end up being. Uh, average green size, 7,500 square feet, one of the larger greens on the PJ Tour. But because of how fast and undulating they can play, they play a lot smaller sometimes. Again, a question of if we're actually going to see those true green speeds this week. I, I, have, my, I have my doubts. but I also have my doubts. Steve, you know, it's, you know what's greener than these greens? What? The green jacket. And we're going to go to Augusta. <laughs> you just wanted to shoehorn that in. Okay. One more time. All right. One more time. Speaking of the greens, we're back on Tiff Eagle just like last week. So, again, to recap, uh, the golf courses with Tiff Eagle, uh, Bermuda, if you want to really talk, uh, look at that. Uh, you are looking at uh, Kapalua, Sea Island, Albany, Concession, uh, and PJ National. So. You probably can just get away with going with just regular Bermuda, but these things run so fast sometimes it just doesn't really matter. So so fast, like it's it's yeah. insanely fast. Mm-hmm. It is. I feel like they, do you think they get burnt out? They get burnt out from the wind, right? Yeah, for, when it's dry and burnt out, they get really fast. So yeah. that's a question of if that's going to actually happen uh, this know. time because there's just so much moisture in. The so you watch like you watch a guy like Evie at today, right? Like obviously on a fucking like just. Blackout Will Ferrell, like old school moment. Like he's complete. He's eight under through nine, and then they do the stop, and he can't adjust to the slow greens, right? So mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if that messes people up too, right? Because it, because it gets so much faster over the weekend because they don't do anything to fix it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it probably might. So I don't know how to quantify that, but that's no, I don't either. I was, do. It was it was more of an observation. I mean, I think that's also comes from uh, when you watch the 2021 Masters where JT lost his mind after it rained. He couldn't figure out the green speeds. So, yeah, I know. I know. Why are you the way you are? It's the worst. I have, I, have, I have an impeccable memory to all your bad losses. So bad. Why? Why? It's not fair. It's not nice. Okay. All right. So, as far as fairways and rough, uh, everything's going to be overseeded. Um, in this tournament, a couple years ago, at, they actually did not overseed it, which actually impacted how it was around the green. That we'll talk about in a little bit. But everything's going to have the uh, 2022, and it actually showed up in one particular area that we'll talk about. Yeah, randomly right. they decided not to overseed it, which is weird. But this year it's going to be uh, perennial rye overseed, three inches, 
just like every other year, by the way, is the exact same setup as other years. So if it plays really easy on Thursday, uh, don't blame the PGA Tour because it's the exact same golf course setup. Uh, some additional notes. Obviously, we've already talked about El Nino and Chris Farley just wrecking havoc over the state of Florida. Uh, average fairway widths are 30 yards. They narrow it for this tournament. Usually, they're like 35 to 40 yards for everybody else. Go, let's go back in time. Past winners. Last year, Kurt Kitayama, nine under. This was the tournament that we thought we were just waiting for him to blow. Yep. And you had Jordan Spieth make a little run. looked like he was going to win. It looked like Rory was going to win at one point, and then he duck-hooked it on uh, 15 there. It looked like Hatton might win. I think Scotty actually almost dunked it from the fairway. He did. For, for Eagle. He almost won it. Patrick Cantley made a little run. He was never in it. He had that this was, this was, I think, fooled everybody the next week, thinking maybe he fared out on Bermuda. He had that final Kayla round. is never in it. So Kayla had that final round 68, which was a great round, but he was just completely out of it at that point. If you think about this makes me so much more upset. He won when John Rahm got pulled out because of COVID. His career would be so different if that didn't happen. That's not true. We were looking at him exactly like Xander, like a fucking loser. But somehow he still gets credit for fucking winning. Winning, it's unbelievable. It makes me so mad. He's won like eight times in the PGA Tour. You're talking about just one win. That's a pretty big win. All his other wins are garbage. Okay. Well, by the way, that ended up getting giving you one of your best outright wins ever because you just used that narrative that you know Rom was going to be pissed. That's fine. And you probably would not have bet Rom if that didn't happen. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So there you go. So you should thank Patrick Cantley and give him a little tip. When you see him at, I mean, I love you, Patrick Cantley. Please don't put me in cellophane and put me in the basement. Okay. All right. It looked like Harris English might win at one point. This is actually uh, a lot of the, a lot Google. of these a lot of the APIs are really entertaining. This is a really entertaining Sunday. Uh, I think I had who did I have? I think I had Hatton. I both had Hatton. Yeah, I had Hovland too for the second straight year. That I didn't have. Really I didn't nice. have Hovland. I can't. All right. This it. one though. This was a year I had Hovland. And this one hurt. This was the one that no one could get up and down on the week. And Hovland kept putting it in bunkers and it just slowly so slipped away on the I had down. Woodland that I had Woodland that year. Woodland and the ear. Yeah. So Scotty Scheffler wins for I think the second time in three starts, beats three Billy Horschel by a stroke, beats Hatton by a stroke. Again, entertaining tournament. Not if you had Hovland or anybody else, you know, maybe in the mix, but Woodland, yes. Yeah, Woodland. Yeah, uh twenty twenty one, this was the Madison show only. Gooch too. I think we both had Gooch too. No, I didn't have Gooch. But Bro, he was actually sure but he was uh tied for the lead heading in the final round. I know, I'm pretty sure we had Gooch. That's what I'm telling you. I'm pretty sure we both did. I didn't. You might have. 2021, Bryson DeChambeau. This is the DeChambeau show. Only won by a shot over Lee Wester, though. And then they had the uh, the rematch the following week in oh, Sawgrass great. where JT Keep was dealing it. Yeah. Nope. Uh, Corey Connors also in the oh, mix. We had JT at fucking 18 to 1 at that. So dumb. Or 20 to 1. Was it 20 to 1? I think it was like 25. All right. That's next, that's next week, though. So yeah. what I want to say, though, is like I think there's this narrative about Bombers winning Bay Hill. And the last couple, yeah. Kirk Kenyama, long hitter, you know, 2022. Scotty. That is, a, that is the definition of a blind squirrel finds a nut. Kenyama, Bryson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kenyama's 251. But 
We'll get to the predictive chart in a little bit. Like, there's a lot of short ball strikers that have done well too, like Corey Connor, Westwood, Connor. Westwood. Like, look at this. Andrew Putnam is in the mix. Richie Rorensky, Bazanehu finished top 10 that week. Chris Kirk has done well at this tournament. Kirk's just uh, a good golfer, man. Kirk's just yeah, a good Billy Horschel. Yeah. You know, Horschel, Kirk, Gooch, Fitzpatrick before he gained, <laughs> you know, all the speed there. So, while bombers definitely can do well in a long golf course that's narrow with a lot of thick rough, there's definitely been accurate ball strikers who've done very well at Bay Hill. So don't discount them just because you've seen the last couple be bombers that have won. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting. So, and I mean, this has been a, just a crazy year in general. So, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't Woodland fucking, he had like the lead and he couldn't get out of the bunker, right? Yeah. yeah Cause he plugged. Yeah, thank you. Oh my god, that was so horrific to me. I had him like one seventy-five to one, and he had the fucking lead with like three holes left on the Sunday. All right, so let's start getting into like, you brought it up. I'm sorry. Let's get the golf course stats. I mean, obviously, this is one of the toughest tournaments on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, average score since 2015 plus one, but last few though, you know, plus two and a half in 2020, plus one point four in 2021, plus two point three in 2022. Last year played relatively easy, plus 1.2. Maybe people complained last year, too, because it wasn't didn't play quite as tough. Um, but obviously really tough golf course. Tough par threes are all over 200 yards. These are some of the one of the tougher par threes on the PGA Tour consistently every single year. Uh, it has to be like, it has to be like, it has to be like for the tournament. Can I, I can't think of a harder tournament for par threes. Um, I mean, other than a major venue? Yeah, probably yeah. not. Right? Like, they're all yeah. super long. Like, have fun. Good luck. Yeah, there are, a couple of them are into the wind. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. If you um, get to the green, guess what? We're putting the pin on a ridge, so have fun two-putting, you prick. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of years, the par fours were, you know, one of the top five toughest on the PGA Tour that season. Par fives, you know, other than six and, um, let's see, our par five. Um, I mean, 15 is tough. But the other two, yeah. the other two though, the ones that are the exact same. Oh, that's tough. So, uh, as far as where this is difficult, this is actually a lot like last week, where the ball striking was where it was tough. So, if you think about PJ National, just awkward, tough approach shot or off the tee shots, really tough approach shots because a lot of water. Kind of similar thing this week. I went through a lot of the difficult shots through the Google Earth maps, like. Really tough tee shots on like three, six, 15, 16, 18. Uh, I think water is in play on nine of 18 holes or nine of, yeah, nine of 18 tee shots this week uh, at Bay Hill. With the approach shots, these greens can play very firm. You got a lot of long approach shots. Um, you know, that's really where things are tough. Around the green putting, I mean, Putting, I think data golf discounts the degree of difficulty based on the architecture, of but, but the eye test, but with the eye test though, I know that no one can really get up and down at this place when it's really firm and fast. And Kitty, I Yama, really Kitty Yama's for a 900 fucking foot putt to take my hat and money and your hat and money. And I know that putting can be really difficult here. So while the numbers might not say it's all that difficult here. It's difficult in pretty much every single category. As far as the driving stats go, um, 
you know, the average driving distance is about 280.1 since 2015, but they've increased over the years. I think because of they've narrowed the fairways a lot over the last couple of years, and you can see average driving distances go up. Now, it's still not the longest because if the ball hits the rough, it stops. So obviously yeah. that reduces a lot of carry. And the driving accuracy rates, you can see it used to be in the 60s. Now it's in the mid-50s. So that's just kind of a shift in strategy. These guys are just taking drive and just hitting as far as you can. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's a couple holes where you got to lay back a little bit. But for the most part, though, it's kind of the name of the game here. Uh, as far as a missed fairway penalty, there's a lot larger one than last week. Uh, it's 28th out of, like, oh, where? what did you do? Okay, don't do that. Uh, it's 28th out of like 87 the golf course as far as missing a fa uh, fairway. Obviously, you got thick rough. You got longer approach shots. So, uh, I mean, the rough is longer this week than it was last week at PJ National. You got a lot of longer approach shots from the rough as well. There's more of a penalty. It definitely is a premium more to hit from the fairway here than it was last week at PJ National. Um, high rough penalties. The non-rough penalty, though, that's actually one of the least penal between the difference between what you are hitting from the fairway and what you are coming out of a bunker. Part of that is these are tough approach shots, but another part might be it might be actually better hitting from a bunker because you're not in the rough. You have a clean life, kind of like with Torrey Pines a couple weeks ago. It's actually better to be in the bunker there. Um, as far as approach shots go, obviously really tough approach shots. Eighth hardest since 2015 for any game over 150. It's been top five hardest uh, since 2019 as far as shots over 150. Around the green... So I was, I wish my co-host didn't leave here so I can explain it to him, but I was talking about the year 2022. So usually chipping from the fairway, at least the last couple of years, isn't all that challenging relative to the RPG golf course, except for in 2022. I think it's because there was Bermuda that year. Otherwise it's the overseed, not all that difficult to chip off of. It's a little easier for these guys, especially guys who are not Florida guys. It's a little, uh, little easier though. Obviously, getting up and down for the rough is really difficult because when these greens are playing really fast and undulating, you can't get any spin of anything coming out of the rough. You're just kind of guessing. Um, and the bunker, while they say it's not challenging to get out of a bunker at PG, uh, at uh, Bay Hill, I know watching this thing, that is just simply not true. <laughs> uh, no. These guys cannot get up and down. If you're in a bunker, you're not getting up and down. So while they might say the degree of difficulty isn't all that great, I know watching the Saints. That's what do you what do you think what do you think that is? Oh, I, I mean, I, I think there's too much sand in the bunkers. That's what, and I think it's a combination between that and they just, it's, they can't get as clean, clean crisp contacts what they usually can. So there's not a lot no. of spin coming out. And with how firm and fast these greens can be, it just rolls right by. Well, it's funny because I was listening to the guys today talk about the, like, hey, listen, this the rain. Like, I, I uh, whoever was talking on Golf Channel was like, listen, I used to love when it was like compacted sand. And I was like, that sounds terrible. I don't want compacted sand. But he was like, oh, I knew how much sand we needed to take. So too much sand that's fluffy is worse. Yeah, because I mean, it's it comes out dead or you might clip it a little too much. Like, you can't control the spin as much out of it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm great out of the bunker, so I have no idea. All right. I think I've done enough about course stats. It's a hard golf course, and it's hard in pretty much every single respect. Uh, it's the hardest with your ball striking stuff. Let's start with course fit, though, like your predictive like, skill set charts. So last week, all right, it's getting me back to PGA National. I don't want, all right, Bay Hill, where are you? Should we just go opposite of whatever fucking data golf says? <laughs> I think data golf's having a rough year. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but it's been reliable. 
until this year. Until this year. So, so this is a big off the tee golf course that is very predictive to, to success. I mean, obviously, a lot of predictive, you know, skill sets as far as guys who are long tend to do pretty well here, but guys are also pretty accurate. So, just generally speaking, guys who drive it really well tend yeah. to do really well at Bay Hill for obvious reasons. A lot of really tough driving holes, which we talked about earlier. A lot of water, a lot of pinch fairways. You got to have good control of the ball coming off the tee. There is a degree of miss penalty for missing a fairway, unlike last year at PJ National, where you know the challenge is always in the second shot, the matter if you're in the rough or in the fairway. Here, it really pays dividends to be in the fairway, especially when the greens are kind of running firm, which we may not see this year. But in most years, Pays me in the fairway. Also, a higher correlation of guys who putt pretty well uh, do better here, which, you know, you think about Scheffler's one here, not a good putter, but he was on a putter heater at the time. He was. He, he, he gained no strokes or lost no strokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Molinari was on a putting <laughs> heater as well, and he's one here. Molinari. But, like, Had's a really good putter. Bryson's a really good, good putter. Um, DeChambeau's – or uh, – Kidiyama's good putter. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Kidiyama's good putter. He's not good around the green. He's a good putter, though. Arguable. We're fine. Keep going. All right, fine. Okay. Regardless, so there's a higher correlation to that. And then there's not a lot of correlation to guys who are really good around the green to successor because, like I said, it's kind water. of a luck box. Yeah, water. No one's getting up and down. Doesn't matter how no. good you are. Ball's plugged in the bunker. You're not getting up and down. The ball's buried in the rough. You have no idea how it's going to come out. You're not getting up and down for when it is firm. Now, this year might be a little different because it's softer. Maybe guys who are a little better on the green can kind of separate those up a little more. But in most years, like the reason why Hovland's been relevant here, despite the fact that, you know, no one's getting up and down is because, yeah, it's been level playing field for everybody. <laughs> so. Same with right. his speed. With uh, if everybody's hitting out of the rough, well, speed has a better idea how to hit it out of the rough than everybody else. Let's bet speed, basically. <laughs> All right, let's talk about how you separate yourself in the tournament. So the only thing that really stands out is off the tee. Usually, is a little higher correlate to how well you do overall in the tournament versus other years or other PGA Tour event venues. Um, it goes back and forth though whether distance and accuracy is kind of driving it though. Just for me, though, I'm just going to probably look at guys. I'm going to weigh a little heavily how guys drive it this week. Uh, yeah. I don't really care how you do it. Is it with accuracy? Is it with length? Obviously, I'm going to lean more towards guys with length because that's just more predictive. But as we've seen, like guys who are shorter and accurate, who are good Florida golfers, who like these type of golf courses, have done well. Um, that's really about it, though. Uh, in 2022, that's the only year where your performance around the green had a way heavier influence in how you did overall in the tournament. Part of that might've been just because it was really tough conditions. But I mentioned earlier that in 2022, they yeah. didn't oversee the fairways. It was Bermuda. Yeah. So I think that's why maybe the guys who were a little better chipping off of Bermuda did like separate themselves better than guys who didn't. So like Chip is a fucking it's an animal. Like you Yeah, like like look, you had like Horschel, you had Hatton, Chris Kirk, Burns, Fitz. Gooch too. Yeah, Gooch. Gooch is a Florida guy. Um, you know, Rory, McDowell, Henley. Like a lot of guys, a lot of Bermuda guys did pretty well at this tournament. So that might have been the reason. Um, but that's really about it. It's mostly the only thing that really reveals itself with 
like other compared to other golf courses, how you separate yourself is probably off the tee. Okay. And then the approach shot distribution chart, at least for the last couple of years, high proportion of shots over 200. Obviously, all the par of threes are over 200. Um, you know, longer Which is par a nightmare course for an amateur, by the way. Yeah. Can you imagine going to a golf course where it's like, hey, all your par threes are over 200 yards? <laughs> well, I mean, they're probably playing from like where it's 170, but. Yeah, and they're like last week, the biggest range between like 125 and 200, I think. Way de emphasized. It's still the most popular range you're going to be hitting from, but way de emphasized this week. It's really going to be about how you hit your long irons, uh, especially into really stiff winds if we get north winds. Um, that's really about it. So, all right. Any early Love leans? It. We had a guy ask who's going to win. Uh, I don't know if you want to be asking me that, but I can throw out a pick that, you know, you can fade. But I honestly haven't even looked at the field. Okay. Uh, I I think I've had my eye in for months. I was just going to bet Ludwig. I was going to, I was, I was just going to. How much him. money are you going to lose this guy, bro? Why? He, he should, he was going to win Pe Pebble Beach if it didn't end up for 54 holes. Oh, all right. All right. So, uh, cost fucking Hideki would have won fucking uh, TPC because he was first round leader. Jesus. No, come on, man. I'm being a little facetious, but listen, you talk about a guy who hits it long and straight. That, that gives you a huge. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Listen, I love the guy you sent him to me and I knew I was going to lose a shit ton of money on forever, but then his odds are always super short. So, well, hold on. So la this was actually when you started to like Ludwig and ending the final round last year, he was yeah. where yeah. this is yeah. where you started betting him yeah. and started getting relevant. Right. He yeah, was. Right. He was T twelve. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Now, now I'm, uh, you know, now I'm talking your language, right? God damn it! Well, you also have Pearson Cootie. He was T seven. I'm not he's, fucking. He's, he's terrible. Uh, his brother is way better, apparently. Yeah, Paca. But Ludwig was t was T twelve entering the final round. Didn't have a great final round because he was still in college. For God's yeah. sake! God, I fucking forgot about yeah. that. Sh sh shot one over in the final round. Oh, you know, kill the guy. God damn it. But I hate you. No, you don't. No, I love you, but fuck, okay. God damn it, I hate you because I'm right. going to bet him. Because he's going to be like fucking 16 to 1 in this fucking. No. Well, in this no. Field, what? Maybe we get a 20? Maybe we get a 2? I bet we get like 22. It's so it's so silly that I'm like, okay, 22 is fine for a guy who's never won. I mean, top of the board's not hitting anyway, so maybe we shouldn't be betting that. But Ludwig, it was a guy I've just had an eye on for. Why, would, why would you say that out loud? The top of the board is a hit anyway. You just put it out in the fucking ether. Well, that means I'm just going to bet it. It's going to hit eventually. Anyways, probably Ludwig is my early lean. Damn it. I can't believe it was 12th year. Yeah. Fuck. He was still in college. You're going to make me bet him. I, you are responsible for your own bets. Not I'm aware. Just, just, just like when we were talking about last week, I was between okay. Shane Lowry, Cam Young, and loser Ben on. Uh, you talked me into Ben on. And I don't blame you for that. No. I even texted you. I said, no, no, no. You're a grown man, and you're fucking your, your own bets. That's it. I am. I am. I mean, it's looking like all three are going to be losers. But, Benny Ann still did fine. He's going to win, but he did fine. Yeah, he was out of it by Thursday afternoon. Or no, Friday afternoon. Fucking I would have at least had a sweat with Lowry. Yeah, okay. So bad Irishman was going to fucking screw it up like always. Oh, well, he, Anywho, he just all right. You, know, so you got anything else? 
No, that's right. it. No. Uh, so we got Kenny Kim on Tuesday. Yep. And then I'm actually excited to talk about the Hong Kong golf course for Liv. Uh, that'll be after the show uh, at around like 10 o'clock on Tuesday. Yeah, that's fine. And we'll see. Maybe, maybe Kenny knows something about that. He's a, he's a little guy, too. Maybe we'll have him off the boat. Oh, <laughs> Who knows? Go. But you got Matt for uh, DFS on Monday. And uh, like I said, man, we got Kenny Kim on Tuesday. So expect Steve's head to explode with both of us derailing the show constantly. <laughs> but come listen to Steve for his uh, knowledge and uh, my nonsense. So other than that, see you fucking guys on Tuesday. Bye.